0: Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn. Each week we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vitek Ladislav.
1: How much time gets wasted crafting the perfect post and articles only to get a handful of views, likes and comments? If you want to create powerful content with an organic reach that gets seen by more of your potential clients, listen carefully now to our today's LinkedIn Smart Podcast guest. And he will even sing a song for you. From Austin, Texas, Dr. Peli Raymond. So Dr. Peli, thank you very much uh, for um, uh, coming to our podcast, LinkedIn Smart Podcast today as a guest speaker. It's awesome to have you here.
0: Thank you so much, Vitek. It's a pleasure to be with
1: you here. Uh, So I would like to ask you, because uh, for all my guests, I have always the first question. How have you started with LinkedIn?
0: Well, (laughs) the funny thing is that I started with Facebook and um, YouTube and basically everywhere else in terms of social media. I had a, a very broad strategy, but... Um, recently, not recently, I guess you could say a few years ago now, I made the decision to focus exclusively on LinkedIn because that's where my customers were. Um, my customers are business to business coaches, uh, consultants, entrepreneurs, and everybody was on LinkedIn. You know, it's one thing to be on Facebook and talking about your cats and your dogs and, and music videos and stuff like that. And try to get a customer out of that. It's not as easy, in my opinion, to switch the conversation. But on LinkedIn, people are here to talk about business. And so, sure, entertainment is fine. But the mindset is, hey, can we share ideas? Can we help each other? And that's why I focused on LinkedIn. Awesome. Uh,
1: But when did it occur to you that you can actually teach people how to use LinkedIn and and how to generate leads on LinkedIn? Because this is what you do, right? Like, oh, oh, you can can introduce yourself. What what do you actually do exactly for you?
0: Yeah, and and I think you're absolutely correct. Um, the, The thing that we all are looking for at the end of the day is clients. And so what I help people do is I help people use content to create conversations that create clients. Now, the way that works is basically content marketing, in my opinion, and in my experience, is the most powerful way to build trust, to grow a following on LinkedIn or really anywhere in social media. And so I made the decision not just to focus on lead generation. In fact, to be quite honest with you, lead generation by itself is a very incomplete strategy. Um, You know, and a lot of people have done it the wrong way by using automations and robots and a whole bunch of things that are actually in violation of LinkedIn's terms of service. So I don't touch that. I don't even deal with that at all. I feel that the best lead generation comes naturally, organically, through content and through teaching. So that's my focus, is helping people use content to create conversations that create clients. And we do a couple of things, some involving software to do this, right, outside of LinkedIn. So it's not software in LinkedIn, but we use technology to build community uh, to create that. So that's something we'll talk about. And it's called Velocity Jam. But I'm writing a book right now called Social Velocity that explains all this. And I'm sure we'll talk about that as we
1: uh, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I'm ready to dive into uh content, engaging content, because I think honestly speaking, uh uh, I see many people and I when I when I talk to when, when I talk to people they always say like a, oh we would love to post content and uh, and we are and maybe we are posting already but actually we're not getting any engagement we're not getting any conversations so uh, I'm really intrigued you know what you actually do in order to create content that creates the conversations
0: powerful question so you really get to the point vtech <laughs> you know you don't play around I love this <laughs> The biggest problem with content marketing anywhere, whether it's LinkedIn or social media or or anything, your website, whatever, is conversions. It is one thing to share your your beautiful system and talk about your your way of doing things and teach and all this stuff. And it's another thing to get people out of their comfort zone, put some some hands in pockets and bring out some money and give it to you. (laughs) Big difference! (laughs) The gap is so wide. So what you need to do to close that gap is you need to tell a story over time. Okay? Let me peel this back and give you certain layers of technology and systems, because I think that's what you want. You want me to get straight to the point. So first of all, if you ever try to get clients on social media or on LinkedIn, particularly, you're going to run into three problems. The first problem is How do I create relationships? Because it's relationships, right, that actually create clients, okay? And conversations is what builds relationships. So how do I get these relationships started? That's the first problem you're gonna run into when you start sharing content. The second problem you're gonna run into is, how can I get that content to go further than my three best friends and my mama, okay? Let me just be honest with you. LinkedIn has a problem. Is your mama on LinkedIn? I would I would love to know well, that. Yeah, I mean I was just I, just I just say that as a as a joke. My mom is not on LinkedIn. <laughs> but but the but the truth is the truth is LinkedIn and all the other social platforms have a problem. I call this the the, the three Rs by the way. Relationships the first one we've talked about. Now we're talking about reach. The problem of reach making sure that your content is seen by more than your best friend, your spouse, and your mama, okay? That problem is simply because there are too many people on LinkedIn. There are, what, 700 and something million people using the platform? Everyday people are trying to say something? How does the system decide what's going to go viral, meaning what's going to go far in terms of reach, or what's not going to go far. They have to have a system, an algorithm, that will either help you go further or stop you in your tracks. So whenever you put out a post, most people get maybe 20, 30, 100, maybe 500 views of that post because LinkedIn's algorithm is pushing it or not pushing it. Okay. And so you have to find a way to leverage that algorithm and to work with that algorithm to move forward. By the way, that's what technology can help you do, but we'll talk about that. Then the third problem that most people run into is results. So we we talk about relationships, reach, and results. Results is the most important part of using LinkedIn to create clients. Why? Because that's where you can push the right buttons to create conversions. Your results tell you what's working and what's not working. If you cannot see your results, you will never know what's working or not working. So for example, you're driving a car. You're driving a car and you have blindfolds on. Let's see, how far are you gonna get you know, we were talking about uh golf before we started, VTech. And I I I hate to say this, but Tiger Woods uh just had an accident. And I'm only saying this because he's he's alive and he's well, okay? So we can we can talk about this. But the truth is there are investigations right now that he was not possibly with his eyes open <laughs> when that hap- when that happened. And that's just it's a tragedy because trying to um, know what's working when you can't see your data and you can't see what's happening in your content is like driving a car with your blindfolds on. You will probably crash. And so these are the three problems that people have to deal with. One, how do I build relationships with content? Two, how do I get reach an engagement on my content. And three, how do I see what's happening in my content so I can make the right decisions about what content to use, what's working and what's not working. So this is the big, broad thing. Now, underneath those three problems, we provide tools and technologies to help people do this. So remember, a lot of people talk about lead generation. We help you with lead generation. We don't talk about lead generation because lead generation happens naturally when you have followers. If you're just trying to connect with people, connect, 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 and and try to get people into sales meetings, that doesn't work. That's called speed. It's called hustle. People used to get success with that three years ago, four years, five years ago when I first started on LinkedIn. Not as much anymore. And so the whole speed thing has changed. And so instead of speed, I now talk about velocity. And we can talk about that next.
1: Yeah. Awesome! Uh, I really love it. Relationships, reach, results—three R's, which uh, which um, um, we need to be aware of. And uh, I really like when you when you're talking about relationships because I really think that LinkedIn is built uh, to create really long-lasting relationships if we know how to do it, right? And I think um, that would be that would be my next question. You know, how do you really ensure that you're building the right relationships? on LinkedIn and are there any tips, are there any tricks? No tricks, tips and strategies, you know how to do that.
0: Absolutely, you know, I, I, I love the way you ask questions, Vitek, because you push me straight into the next model that will help to explain this thing. I because it's a big, I mean, this is a big conversation. And, and because of your experience, you're able to lead us through this conversation. So thank you for that great question. Um, building relationships, oh my goodness. There's a wrong way to do it, and there's a right way to do it. I'll give you an example. I walk up to someone on the street, and I say, hey, let's get married tonight. <laughs> how, 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 uh, how well will that work? I'm not so sure that's going to work very well. <laughs> this is what people do on LinkedIn far too much, and they believe that is how to build relationships and you can't do that. You have to actually imagine yourself in real life with people, in every interaction you're you're doing, every email you're sending, everything you're doing on LinkedIn, stop and imagine yourself in the real world and ask yourself, would I say this in the real world to this person? If you can't, then don't do it, okay? So the way to actually create the right kind of relationships in LinkedIn is to switch from this hustle mentality which I call speed, to a new way of doing things, which I call velocity. Now I'm gonna step back and take you into the world of physics to explain the difference between speed and velocity. And as I mentioned, my book is called Social Velocity. And that's the this is the main concept of the book. In physics, speed is really all about acceleration and getting more speed, but it doesn't really matter in terms of distance or Uh, Not distance, rather, in terms of location. So you could actually be going very fast in one location. How do you do that? Think of a treadmill or think of a hamster wheel, (laughs) okay? The problem with speed is that you can be doing a lot of activity, asking people to connect with you, doing all this stuff to build relationships that are done in the fast sort of hamster wheel way, and you get absolutely nowhere. So the different paradigm that we need to adopt is what we call slow and steady, wins the race. You get off of the hamster wheel and you start to consider direction and location. Velocity is about location. It's not about speed alone. It's about speed and a certain location change. So for example, if you know that you're running out of gas, let's say you're driving your car and you're running out of gas and you need to get to a gas station, If you know only the speed that you're driving, you could could be going anywhere and never get to the right gas station. But if you know the velocity at which you're driving, you would know the direction you're going and the location change, and you can calculate exactly when you will get to the next gas station. That's the difference between velocity and speed. And that's also the difference between strategies that slow you down and focus on attracting movement, changing direction, bringing location change of clients. So you've got to become a magnet for clients. They have to want to come towards you. And that coming towards you is movement. It's change of location versus standing in one place and begging everybody to connect with you and begging everybody to be your client. It doesn't work. You've got to attract people. So that's the difference. So if I were to give you just one tip or trick as you shared as you asked it would be get off of the speed hustle and the hamster wheel get off of that and focus instead on building social velocity which attracts clients to you magnetically and the, the way to do that is content content content
1: hmm. it's very interesting what you're saying and i think i think it's um uh, fair to say it's very it's very logical and makes a lot of sense the thing is what i always feel and there's a bit of resistance uh, whenever whenever we talk about this, um, and that is, you know, we are having less and less time. We are more, we we are we are busy people. We are busy business owners. We are busy entrepreneurs, um, and we always feel that you know this takes more time. We are trying to figure out you know how to do more in the less time. So uh, you talking about about building relationships, which always sounds as a oh, it's difficult to do, it's very time-consuming, I would rather jump on some automated tool or automation and then just do it quickly and and you know send 100 requests rather than just 10 more focused ones. What would you say about this?
0: You, you make probably the most important point of all in terms of business development for LinkedIn or really anywhere, and that is the question of time. You know, <laughs> I, I like to say that frankly if you don't have time to build relationships to grow your business you don't have time for your business because your business is basically just relationships and a lot of people as you correctly said vitek a lot of people have in my opinion made the mistake of falling in love with speed automation tools make it seem easy i press a button and every day A hundred people are going to see a connection request from me. You know, there are tools like Duck Soup, um, Meet Leonard. Uh, I mean, I've been through all of these. I've seen all of this stuff, you know, Beep. Okay, I know all this stuff. And the problem is you can actually get your LinkedIn account banned. You can literally lose your privilege for building any business in the first place. So one has to... And and a lot of people have had their accounts restricted and banned. So one has to really think seriously, do you even want a business? <laughs> because if you want to use speed and automation and robots and violate LinkedIn's terms of service, and they will catch you someday, if you want to do that, good luck, because that's your business. You're going to lose it. And You don't want to do that. I consider my LinkedIn account, that's my Rolodex. That is... I mean, my whole value is the relationships I've built. And so if someone can take that away from me in one instant, man, that's like getting fired. (laughs) I don't want to get fired from my, my business. So it's a big consideration. Now, the question of time, how do you create the time? So once you make the decision that you're going to actually, you know, focus on building relationships slowly and steadily, how do you make the time? You simply have to, look at your business and say, in terms of priorities, <laughs> business development and the time I spend on it is one of those priorities. You've got to understand the link between all those little hellos and how you doings and you know relationship building things. You got to understand the, the link to customers. Any salesperson that's a great salesperson will tell you that Every time they take a customer to coffee and every time they do these little things that don't seem to be producing customers, they're actually creating customers. And so most of us have gotten used to this very direct, fast approach to to automations. We got to get out of that and get back to just real human connection because it's just the only way to build a business. So you have to make time and it doesn't have to be so much time because, for example, in my system i i post a minimum of two times a week sometimes three times a week a post can take me a couple hours and that's it Mm -hmm. and uh, i'm talking posting engaging with other people as well you simply have to have a system and you focus on that system and you just implement it every week Mm -hmm. that's all you need and we provide environments to help you do that
1: are you enjoying listening to this podcast? Awesome. So please consider subscribing to the podcast and leave an honest review on Apple Podcast. We will really appreciate it. Thank you. So so we were talking about relationships. You were talking about um, uh, the second uh, point or, or second R was reach. Um, and that is uh, that is sometimes perhaps mistakenly uh, taken as a as just number of views, and I don't think I don't
0: think that's that's what what you're talking about, is it? No, it's not. And thank you for that, because views is under the category of what we call vanity metrics. So, you know, I, I'll tell you right now, <clears throat> if you go to link, uh, sorry, not LinkedIn, if you go to YouTube, and you just scroll through, you're gonna see videos of foxes and videos of dogs. And cats that have millions of views, <laughs> you're gonna be you're, you're gonna realize that if you're trying to compete with people over views, the dog next door, that cute little dog, <laughs> is gonna get more views than you. <laughs> so just accept it, okay? <laughs> views are great, but views only matter if the right people are viewing you. And so, what we What we help people think about in terms of reach is making sure that your ideal clients are viewing your information. How do you do that? First of all, you got to connect with your ideal clients and have them follow you and disconnect from people who are not your ideal clients and unfollow people who are not your ideal clients. A lot of people don't like that, you know, because like, Hey, I'm going to go from 10,000 people to 1000 people. If I do that, yes. That's what you want to do. <laughs> you want to reduce the number of people that are cluttering up your inbox and make sure that the people that you are connected with, right, are all people who will care about you so that when you put out a topic, when you put out your content, those people will get priority views of your topic based on following the algorithm. But let me tell you something about that algorithm. LinkedIn released a document and... Um, It's a publicly available document. It's in my book where they actually explain to us how their algorithm works. They have a two step system in their algorithm. It's called the man plus machine. It's called feed follow. Okay. Now the way this works is whenever you and I put out content, the AI machine on LinkedIn is going to take that content and within seconds, give it a score that score is going to be based on, is it spam? Is it good content? Is it Does it follow our rules? Is there a link in the post to another website? We don't like that. You know, it's going to give you a score. As soon as it gives you that score, it may hand it off to a human being who will evaluate. And based on all of that man plus machine uh, algorithm score, your post will either go forward, back to people, or it'll go to LinkedIn jail or something. Now, when it goes back to people, people now have an opportunity to engage with your content. They will comment, they will like, they will um, share. When they do that engagement, LinkedIn comes back and looks at that and says, hmm, let's see, is this a lot of people or not a lot of people? If it's a lot of people engaging in your content within a certain amount of time, and actually the number is around 15 people, with your engagement, so that's about 30 engagements Mm -hmm. when you engage back with them um, within a two-hour period. If you get that little calculation right, two hours, 15 people, LinkedIn will say, ah, I'm gonna promote that to the next level of of, of, of sharing. So the first few people who see it, once you get that number of engagement, the next people see it, and so on and so forth. That's how a post goes viral. I like to call LinkedIn's algorithm the radio station algorithm, because it works just like a radio station. If you think about, um, if you turn on the radio right now, you're probably going to hear Ariana Grande, okay? So for example, when she was a new artist, and I like to use this, my kids always make fun of me, but when Ariana Grande was a new artist, the minute any of us heard her, that minute, we were all like, oh, this is the greatest artist. Why? Because she's on the radio. But you know, the dirty little secret about the music industry is that There are thousands of people as talented as Ariana Grande who are not on the radio. The only difference, they're not on the radio. So the social proof that being on the radio gives you immediately makes us all want to think she's the best. That's how LinkedIn works. If LinkedIn takes a look at your post and sees a lot of people around it, a lot of engagement around it, it just goes, okay, this one's on the radio station move forward. <laughs> so the reason most people's posts don't get further than a few people in their little circle is because nobody is engaging with it, or it fails the machine and, 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 and human test. Nobody's engaging with your post. And so it dies before it even starts. So what you need right now, I'm going to give this this is a tip. Wherever you are, if you're listening to this show, and you want to start getting your posts to go further, get 15 of your friends. 15, tell them that in the next two hours, you're going to be putting out a post (laughs) and you want all 15 of them to say something on that post so that it can be seen by LinkedIn as a radio station, uh, as something that is on the radio station. If your friends all do that for you, you are going to start seeing your post go from just 20 views to 200 or even 2000 or more, period. That's the tip, But but there's a caveat to that tip. It's very hard to organize 15 people. (laughs) LinkedIn gives you tools such as hashtags. You can do hashtags. That's for creating engagement. LinkedIn wants engagement. Why? Because (laughs) that's how they sell advertising. That's how they get, um, you know, people to buy sales navigator and their premium products. So LinkedIn wants all this, but here's the thing. If you try to organize people using LinkedIn's tools like hashtags, there's another tool that they give us for engagement, which is called Tags. There's another tool they give us for engagement, which is called um, Groups. There's another tool called LinkedIn Messages. I mean, they've got so many tools to help you. In fact, if you write an article right now and you click Submit, it won't let you submit until you've shared it as a post (laughs) to your people with all the hashtags and everything. So LinkedIn is a pod. LinkedIn is an engagement pod. You know why I'm whispering? Because some people don't like the word engagement pod. But LinkedIn is an engagement pod. LinkedIn wants you to engage and have a lot of engagement so that they can keep the lights on. So the conclusion is, do whatever you can. Email people, put people in groups, use hashtags, use tags. Do whatever you can to get at least 15 people on your post in two hours. That's going to send your post much further than it ever did, ever would have gone. But as I said earlier, the problem is that's very hard to do. Some people use WhatsApp groups to do it. Some people use Facebook groups to do it. I mean, you can, there's all kinds of things you can try, but it's very hard to do it efficiently because you're going to run into problems of, well, people, do I have to engage with people? You don't, you don't. So you might send 15 people and like one person engages with you. Um, And so we've built systems that actually help you do that in a very ethical way that does not involve LinkedIn at all. There's no algorithm connection, no logging in, no browser connection, none of that. But we help people organize themselves in ways that allow them to get better engagement so they can get better reach.
1: Um, I think the bottom line from from all of this um, is that you need to create a content that actually gets people talking about it. and. Uh, gets people engaged um gets people interested in in that in that topic um and i think that's uh that's really the the, the biggest strength which you can which you can do because of course you can um you can move some numbers here and there but that's if if your post is really not that you know creative that not not um that communicative doesn't start any conversation then probably it will die out and
0: it will not be seen by many anyway. You know our friend John aspirian who introduced us basically, is the master of, the, of this question that you you've asked. In fact, on his LinkedIn uh, uh, LinkedIn profile, he calls himself the relentlessly helpful <laughs> <laughs> uh, a person on LinkedIn, and he, I actually featured John not only on my podcast but in my upcoming book, Social Velocity, because I so agree with his philosophy. The answer to your question is not really just good content, not really, not necessarily quality content, not necessarily even creative content. You can just use your cell phone. You can just just do something quick. The real issue is helpful content. The way John Esperian and myself and others, and I'm sure you do, helpful content is the key. Why? Because we're all very selfish people. When we're scrolling and some people are talking about their cats and dogs, other people are boasting about how good they are, other people are, and it's not about us, we don't care. But if you show up on a video and you say, I have something that can help you listen to this. And it actually does help me. I don't care if it's on a, a an iPhone or a, a Google phone or whatever. I don't care if you just in your bathrobe and you just started talking when you woke up early in the morning. It doesn't matter because I'm selfish. I want you to help me. That's all I care about. So if you have helpful content, people will listen. Mm-hmm. That's the trick. So, a lot of people, and I think I think that you've mentioned this before, not only do they not have time, they don't want to share their secrets. <laughs> They're afraid to dig into the bag of their specialty. Look, I have a PhD. I've done all kinds of research. I have books. I have seven books. Let me tell you, my books are useless to me unless I can give them away for free. Because if nobody knows about my helpful stuff, it doesn't matter. And so, I am like John, very passionate about helping people. and a lot of people wonder, how can you continue giving away your best tricks, your best tools? How can you? because guess what? You're not gonna listen to me unless I help you. <laughs> That's it.
1: Yeah. Um, but what do you what do you think about about because because that could me thinking about as well, like a kind of like a mix mixture of things because on the other hand, Okay, uh, I totally agree with you when when you're talking about about you know being helpful. But how many times can you really be helpful? Would you be helpful all the time? Would you would all your posts be helpful? Can you share something else as well? Because what I feel and I think I think you would probably agree with me that you know building relationships is not always about giving advice to somebody or giving tips to somebody. It's a, you you mentioned it, right? Like a would you say it in a real life? So yes, sometimes you need to just listen to some other people. You need to, sometimes you need to give advice. You need to give some tips because you know, uh, you know certain things, you, know, you have certain knowledge. The other time, you can perhaps share some of your story, which is your personal story, which is not really very helpful in a way, but it just gives the overall, the holistic image of you and people will then connect with you on that emotional level. Would you, would you agree with that? I
0: would agree 150%. Um, your story, and in fact, (laughs) my model is called the story model. S-T-O-R-Y. Strangers, trust, offer, results, and you. You are the key. Look, nobody will work with you. Nobody will care about you until they know that you care about them. Nobody will work with you until they know about you, who you are. And so, you're correct. You can't only provide tips and tricks every single day. Sometimes you got to get human and just say, Hey, this is where I do my work. This is, that's my, my wife over there. You know, these little things that are not necessarily about business humanize us. So you are correct. Um, and that's why I talk about rolling out a story over time. Um, sometimes you talk about, uh, what's happening. Sometimes you ask questions, you use a quiz, Uh, LinkedIn has a little quiz that you can use. Um, Sometimes you are just walking down the street and being entertaining. Whatever you do, keep visible and build a reputation of something. Now, I believe that the best reputation is one of being helpful. Then you surround that with everything else. Why helpful? Because, you know, at the end of the day, you want to help people and you want them to pay you. So get them thinking from the beginning that you are someone they can rely on for something. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the way to go forward. Uh,
1: I like, I like that. I like that. And I think, I think I, I came up with another R for your, uh, I mean, not, not that I would like to insert it, but um, resourceful being resourceful. I think, I think that's a, that's a nice, uh, nice word, which, uh, which I like. Uh, I don't know. Just, it came up in my mind anyway.
0: I love it. I, maybe it's going to be the four hours. Who knows? <laughs> Let's do
1: it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And um, uh, Dr. Pelle, uh, you, you were talking about, about the two R's. So we were talking about relationships. We were talking about reach. And the third R is results, right? Um, how do we measure results? And are there any tools out there which will help us uh, to see if we are successful on LinkedIn?
0: Absolutely. You know, we have built something called Velocity Jam. Now, as as I've mentioned already, the book is called Social Velocity, and it helps you move away from speed to velocity, right? And it helps you to focus on building relationships, getting more reach, and seeing your results. So the results piece is actually through software called Velocity Jam. Let me explain something about technology and LinkedIn. LinkedIn does not like anyone using their database connecting into their API that's called their application programming interface. They don't want any of that, no Chrome browsers, none of that stuff. And so if you're going to be using technology with LinkedIn, make sure that it does not touch LinkedIn at all. And so our technology is completely outside of LinkedIn, and it looks at only the publicly available data on LinkedIn, right? Now, when you do a post, It's public if i do a post right now anybody can see it on the internet and so we can see your views we can see well not your views i'm sorry you can see your reactions and your comments um and we can see the post itself okay and so that data is very important but what linkedin doesn't give you easily is the ability to see all of your posts together so that you can make decisions about what's working and what's not working and so When we talk about results in Velocity Jam, we're talking about graphs, where you can actually see your data in action. Um, I'm actually able to show you what that looks like if you uh, enable sharing. Are you able to, to to allow me to share something?
1: Yeah, should be able to do it now.
0: Awesome. Let me show you something here, hold on. So, for example, I'm going to share my screen. So, for example, um, I'm just going to log in as me here. All right. So, if I go over to my results, what you're looking at right now is my posts over time. You can't see this on LinkedIn because you're going to have to scroll through. You could to take you hours mm. to figure out, put on an Excel spreadsheet and figure out all these things. But I can see instantly that in the past week, every of, each of these posts had however many reactions, mm-hmm. comments, clicks. A click is when people t- follow your, your your post from where you are to your um, to, to, to your website or wherever your call to action is. This is very important that I can actually see my data in LinkedIn and this is all publicly available. Again, we do not log into LinkedIn to do any of this but this is important because I can now go in here. I can look into a month, for example, and I can see right here that this is really working in terms of clicks. This was working in terms of reactions and comments. I can make a decision about whether I should do more of this or less of that. And once I make that decision, it improves my engagement over time. So I share this with you because it's one thing to keep putting out your content, but as I said, If you're driving, you can't see where you're going. You're not getting any feedback from the market. You may crash. (laughs) And this is one way to do that um, is by having visual data and analytics. Again, this is not something you can find easily on LinkedIn as a personal uh, someone who's on your personal profile. You can see some analytics if you're a company, if you're doing posting through your company only but that's not how we as entrepreneurs get business. We get business by posting on our profile. And actually that's how you build relationships is at a personal level. So being able to see your personal analytics is powerful. Those results are how you know what's working and what's not working. So you can make the right pivots, make the right adjustments to get even better at your content marketing. Hmm. Talking
1: about content marketing and um, seeing the results, uh, uh, it just brings me to another question, which is, what do you see that um, that works really well from uh, from point of content on on LinkedIn? Are, are there any you know trends which you see that uh, you know some posts they they uh, you know uh, you know some type of post work really well on LinkedIn?
0: Yes, um, LinkedIn is a social network, and again, back to my 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 point about. Um, cats and dogs and and wolves and uh, getting millions of views. I mean, you can can have a a post about a car, uh, like a Tesla or something, and millions of people are going to view it. But you have to ask yourself, is the views really what I'm caring about? Those vanity metrics, is that what really works? So what really works on LinkedIn is what converts someone to be a client of yours. And the way you measure that is use LinkedIn sales navigator. It has a little bit of a CRM where you can create lists. And that's how we use our story model. So you go from strangers, you have a list for strangers, a list for people who have become connections, so they trust you, and then a list for people who are willing to see your offer, and another list for people who you're creating results from, and another list for people who are giving you testimonials, S T O R Y. When you create that model inside of a CRM, such as Sales Navigator, then what you have is you can see exactly how people are moving through your business funnel inside of LinkedIn. Um, so uh, the function of content needs to be, okay, I put out this post. I want to see, did that post take people from my strangers phase to my, my, uh, to, my, to my trust phase and to my offer phase and to my client phase? and so on. You want to be able to see that. And you see it in the tools that I just shared with you. You also see it by what you're doing inside of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. So I think the best content as a business person is the content that moves people through your funnel, not necessarily the content that gets a bunch of views. Because the content that gets a bunch of views might not move anyone into your business funnel. It might just be a fun video that you put together. I've seen videos of people dancing on LinkedIn. That's like the new thing. There's this little dance they do, the African dance or something. I've seen a lot of that. And Like, who cares? <laughs> it's fun to watch. Gets thousands of views. But when you start to ask people to become your client, to pay you $1,000 or $10,000, um, the dancing is not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a musician, and sometimes I share music, as you said, to break the ice. Mm-hmm. So it's not only about business. I share my songs, my videos, but that's not when I'm asking for business. I'm just doing it because I want to humanize myself. Mm-hmm. So b- back to your question, the best content is the content that moves people through your funnel. And that's it. You have to be able to measure your funnel. And that's when tools like results, analytics, analytics, and your LinkedIn um, sales navigator uh, a CRM, that small list building that they let you do. That's how it comes together to give you a visual uh, re- response to where what content is moving people through your funnel or not.
1: Mm-hmm. Are there any, any best practices? Um, you're talking about content. Are there any best practices or tips which you have um, for the content, as you mentioned, which will move people through the phases of what you call your story?
0: Yeah. So first of all, um, your title for every post should always be catchy and it should be a hook. So what do we mean by a hook? Um, Don't go straight into the story. Give me a title that makes me think about it because I'm not really going to want to look at the rest unless I see some kind of a reason to do that. So shock me. Hmm. Would you always...
1: do, Dr. Pillar, would you start with, for example, question? Would would that be would would that be it?
0: A question is a, is a good hook because it makes you think. The the bottom line is shock me, make me think, hook me. Okay, so a hook. You must have a good hook. Um, it's just like writing a book. Um, if you if you don't if you don't put some interest in that first book title, people aren't going to really want to go further. So do that. So that's the first thing. The next thing is if you're doing either video or other kinds of content, um, make sure you give a quick summary of what what people can expect um, so that there's a sense of, okay, I wanna watch this. Then in the video itself, make sure that the video is helpful. As we said earlier, Mm -hmm. helpful content is the best content on LinkedIn. If you're not helping people, people aren't gonna pay attention. Remember, you're in the business of trying to help people for money. (laughs) <laughs> so why not start by proving to them that you can help them? Because if you prove you can help them, then they'll start thinking about if they want to pay you money to help them. So then the, then the final thing is always have a call to action. Now, when I say always, back to your point earlier, you can't always be in business mode. And as I said, when I share my music, which humanizes me, you see I've got the little uh, guitar here. When I do things like that, I don't ask for for people to go to my website and buy my offer. But whenever you can, give something away, maybe a lead magnet of some kind or an opt-in or maybe even a link to your course. Why do you have to do this? Because that's the whole point. If you cannot see your conversions from these, from this content, then you don't know if the content is working or not and you can never improve it. So always have a call to action. So let me summarize. What's a good post? It starts with a very good hook a reason for me to want to learn more it has a quick summary of what to expect if it's going to be a video it's not a long summary but a quick summary if it's just text then you go into the actual body of the text then when you share the video or the quiz or whatever it is you're sharing make sure that it is helpful because if it's not helpful we don't care <laughs> the people in the world are selfish we all want to do de- we want what is ours give me give me give me so give them feed their need for help because that's really the only way to connect and then finally always ask for people to go get more with a call to action and that's 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 the formula works every time uh
1: fantastic fantastic I, I love it and um, what about um... You know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you've been you've been through uh, you know a lot of different different uh, situation on the LinkedIn and uh, different discussions. What do you see people making the 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 main mistakes on the LinkedIn? What 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 kind of frustrates you to see on the LinkedIn over and over and over again? You know, some some similar or common common mistakes which people are making.
0: I think um, one of the mistakes that people make that bothers me, and I think I've mentioned it already, is you go to your inbox and someone says, hello, Dr. Pelé. I am going to give you this link to go to my website so you can pay me $2,000 so that I can help you improve your marketing. Like, really? You don't know me? You have no idea if I have a marketing problem and you're already selling me something? Seriously? You want me to join your company or your team for $1,000 or $99 a month or whatever, and you just met me? That's my biggest problem with LinkedIn and maybe social media in general is people don't realize that human beings need a slow and steady approach. Speed doesn't work. Velocity does. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Then there are other things when it comes to things like content and um I think, and this does not annoy me, but I think that this is something people can really improve. People have to remember that the content, the story is not about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about our ideal clients. We tend to be very self-focused. You know, the whole world is self-focused. But when we are trying to sell to people, you can't be talking only about yourself. You've got to really take the content and spin it to be about your ideal customer. Because when they realize that they are the hero of the story that you are telling, they will pay attention. That's the big problem. doesn't annoy me, but I mean, that's what I teach and I coach and I help people with that. But it's definitely a big problem is the me focus. Hmm. The me focus. I have this thing called the buyer to seller continuum. Too many of us are on the seller side. We're always talking about us, the seller. It's all about, yes, this is what you can do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah know, start thinking and talking about your buyer, because that's when they'll listen.
1: Uh, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Uh, um, that's that's really very true. Um, it's um, something what we always try to teach uh, uh, to people we talk to about, you know, putting yourself in the shoes of your clients and see uh, your profile, your LinkedIn activities, whatever you do, actually, for that matter in, in like in sales and marketing, you know, just put yourself in the shoes of your of your clients, you know, would would they actually receive that? What, what are you trying to give? Or is it just your PR thing, which you're trying to push on some other people? And I think that's that's, that's very, very true. Um, I think we could carry on with this discussion for <laughs> another, another couple of hours. Uh, just let's, uh, let's, um, let's wrap it up. And uh, uh, I would like to ask you, uh, just imagine that we are sitting here in one year time. Where do you want to be uh, in terms of LinkedIn, Dr. Pelly
0: and LinkedIn? Uh Well, personally, I I would love for people to read my book, buy the book, um, and I would love for them to take advantage of the fact that in the book, we give you a free account on Velocity Jam from the book. When you read it, there's a little code (laughs) you can go in, and when you get into Velocity Jam, you're going to be able to create a content marketing plan. Uh, almost 60% of people who were asked in B2B uh, uh, organizations and individuals, 60% of them, almost 60% said they do not have a documented content marketing plan, which means they're just shooting from the hip. They're just sort of doing what comes naturally. And as we all know, if you want to go somewhere, you got to write down where you're going. And that takes you there much faster, much better. Mm -hmm. So you can come in for free. Create a content marketing plan on velocityjam.com, and that'll give you at least a taste of how it works. You won't be able to use any other tools, but just that. Um, And so where would I want to be in the future? I want lots of people to start adopting Velocity and Velocity Jam and using our tools and being more successful with LinkedIn. And I hope to be the person who helps to guide them, to teach them, and to coach them to doing that. So that's where I want to be uh, in, the, in the near future.
1: <laughs> I really like uh, like the, the distinction between speed and velocity, which you were talking about and you're talking about it uh, in your book. And I hope uh, we all will be able to, to read it. Um,
0: um, when is it actually coming out, uh, uh, your book? It's actually coming out in April, which is 15 days from now. So like I literally am writing the book and doing videos actually every day um, for the book. Uh, on on linkedin so it'll come out in april anyone who wants a free copy can simply opt in to my site and i can give you a link Mm -hmm. to to put out there and they can get a free copy when it comes out but i really believe that when we understand this switch from speed to velocity and we actually get some tools that can help us build relationships reach and results it'll make all the difference in our linkedin marketing Mm. I think I think in
1: um, in Covey's book uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he's talking about um, uh, something very very similar. At least it it, uh, it it sounded to me very very similar, which I like. And he said like um, when you working very hard. Uh, you might be feeling, you know, that that rush of energy and then you're working hard, but you're actually going the wrong direction. So that's exactly the distinction which I got from you about the speed and velocity. You can have a lot of speed and you can feel the rush of energy, but actually you're, you, you're not really uh, putting in a, in a picture that direction where you are going. And that's, that's really, really important, I guess. Absolutely. Dr. Pele, it was, it was awesome to have you on, on the show. I really enjoyed our, our talk. Um, and before we go, where can people learn more about you and where can they sign up for the book? We will definitely um, put in the description of this of this podcast the link for, for the book. But where can they find more about you?
0: Three places. First is drpele.com, D-R-P-E-L-E.com. That's where you can check out my music, my story. Well, actually, Dr. Pelle, with your name, I would I would expect that you're a football player,
1: you know, because that's the <laughs> most famous, you know. <laughs> I, can't,
0: I can't play soccer to save my life. Trust me. OK, um, but that's where you can find out those sort of things about me. Everything. Then the second place is. velocityjam.com. V-E-L-O-C-I-T-Y, Jam, J-A-M.com. And by the way, a jam is a music thing. That's cool. People come together and jam. But anyway, velocityjam.com is where you can see the software and join us if you want. And then linkedin.com forward slash forward slash whatever Mm -hmm. Dr. Pillay. That's my LinkedIn handle. So those three places. Awesome.
1: Absolutely fantastic. And before we go, I have one last wish. Can you play just a little bit, something? Um, You have a guitar behind
0: you. Can you just grab a guitar and play something? I can't believe you're gonna make me do this. (laughs) It's very improbable. Seriously, Vitek, you're gonna do this to me? I don't even even have this thing tuned, let's see. It's not that bad. It's not bad. Okay, sure, why not? This is a song called, I Got Happy, check it out. Heart is open wide. I got this smile so strong, I just can't. So oh, fantastic. So, you got you to go out there and use the things that make you happy as your content because your content creates conversations that create clients. Dr.
1: Pillay, it was absolutely fantastic to have you on the show, LinkedIn Smart Podcast today. Thank you very much for your time, and I hope to see you soon again. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe to our LinkedIn Smart Podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcast. We would really appreciate it. Thank you and see you next time. Be LinkedIn Smart. LinkedIn Smart Podcast was brought to you by SquareMotion, a video marketing agency in Dubai. Need an engaging LinkedIn video? Go to squaremotion.me.